subtle results. Still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulties swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eden syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello there. Welcome to the Naked Professors podcast. Now, this week, we're going to do something a little bit different. It's just going to be myself and Ben, and we're going to sit here and chat like the good old days when we first came together, sitting in bars or cafes, just chatting, talking about mental health, talking about what it means to us, and and just and we're going to see how this goes. We're just going to wing it, aren't we, Ben? We are going to wing it, but do you know what? We've also had so many questions, haven't we? Yeah. As, as we've gone on, and, it, and each time, it kind of it's, it's on top of us that we, there are these amazing people asking these amazing questions, and when are we ever getting the chance? to answer them and it's yeah. hard on socials isn't it we talked about this earlier because there are lots of people and we can't set, spend all day sitting on our phone writing out messages unfortunately so today we're hoping that gives a chance to actually address yeah. some of the things that people are raising with us and, and answering that because it does matter to us this really doesn't it we want to answer absolutely absolutely and, and i remember having a chat with you ben uh, when i first talked about my mental health in 2013 the overwhelming um uh, response that I had from people was just life-changing and the biggest thing I had at the time was I want to answer people properly and I want to give them time and I can't and it's difficult and you haven't got time or you haven't got the chance to get through everybody so and now you've experienced this uh, since launching the podcast people want to interact and we are incredibly grateful for everybody getting in touch with us and this is a great opportunity for us to go through our thoughts our feelings of what we've been through over the last few months and as well answer some of your pressing questions and we shall continue to do this along the way we will find a way i promise to to help you out to guide you and uh, in, in any way we possibly can and, and, and just, you know what, just we're going to go with the flow and see how it goes. We're still a work in progress ourselves in terms of learning how we're going to best do this, aren't we, in terms yeah. of answering everyone and all of that. So, we, But we work, we, it, it matters to us to answer, so hopefully Absolutely. today's a good chance. But actually, we're making this conversational today, and, and I want to ask you, how have you found it? How, we're two Ooh. or three months into our podcast. Do you know what, it's been the, and I mean this, the, the, the best thing that I have ever done in, 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 in life. And as a professional, you know, I've been, this is my 20th year in broadcasting, you know, and and for me to finally can, uh, can 
build something on my my knowledge of broadcasting and all all the stuff and you know networks and all the type of stuff but to actually do something that makes me feel really alive i feel when we we're so lucky to come out of the, this room speaking to our guests and chatting to our guests and getting the feedback from our our followers and people that listen it's been the most heartwarming experience and I just want to do it all the time. This is all I want to do. Like I go back to work normally and I produce different shows and stuff like that. And I go and present stuff and it's all fun. I'm very lucky. But this is just, it's its magical. It really is a really positive experience for me. Mm. Are we going to bring sleeping bags and just stay in the studio all the time? Can and we just live chat? here? Now we've got our producer at hand here, Imogen. Hi, Imogen. Are you on mic? I'm on mic. Oh, you are on mic. So Imogen is behind this. She works for Create Productions. She's been the, our producer on this entire uh, process so far. And uh, you are a joy to work with. Hello there. Hi. Say hello to everybody again. Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. This is the brains behind the show. <laughs> yeah, this is the brains, 100%. And she has to put up with our ramblings as well. So you deserve a medal. Oh, thank you. Yes, you do. Um, and Ben, what's it been like for you? Um... Oh yeah, I mean, incredible! What an experience! So the whole, I think, there's times when I've had been sitting in this room having the conversations we have, where I'm just like, I don't want this conversation to end. It's almost like I try and block Imo out to say, "Sorry, guys, the time's up." You know, we need to wrap this up. <laughs> and that's like, no, like we, I want to keep this conversation going because we've been so lucky in in I don't know the energy that's been created and the conversations that we've had. I just it's just gone so seamlessly and, and I've loved it. I love having these conversations. This is why you and I started it because we yeah. love having these conversations. We had them every time, so yeah. um, hence why we're here. But it's yeah, it's um, I feel like I'm riding the crest of a wave at the moment and being part of this and yeah. doing everything, talking authentically from my heart about things that matter. Like we're incredibly lucky. We had a moment a couple of weeks ago actually um, where we were just about to go on stage to talk, and um, and we looked at each other and went, we don't have to prepare for this. This isn't something we have to kind of study up or, you know, like I, I've done, I've been a, a host and a broadcaster where you have to learn so much before you go out and perform. And this is just because it's purely from our heart. It's our truth. It's our own experiences. And it's it's the effectively the easiest thing to do. There's no formula, formula to what we do. We just sit here and ramble on. We get a guest on that we can hopefully talk to openly and they they wonderfully always share their experiences so perfectly in my opinion the weight is off our shoulders i don't feel any pressure in this room it's just a cap we're capturing uh, an open conversation about mental health which hopefully people then can take on into their normal lives and and spread the love mm. it's just wonderful and do you know what this touches on a question i think we've been asked a few times but for me, that's the power of vulnerability and what, yeah. what we've got. And this may surprise people and say, well, how the hell has that got anything to do with vulnerability? But I think that freedom that we've just talked about and coming on here and having this chat comes from bit, us wanting to be vulnerable. And we've given ourselves that we're not, there's no masks. You know, yeah. it's you and I sitting here sharing our heart and, and, op and talking openly with our guests. And that's incredibly liberating and for me the power of vulnerability because we're showing up it was been really interesting the word vulnerability does come up a lot i remember when we were talking to jim chap uh, jim uh, hamilton when we were talking to jim hamilton we um we 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 did 
go into a very vulnerable area in his world, in his life. And and, and as well, the, the conversation about vulnerability always comes up now. We've talked about it in depth recently. You know, how are we defining that word? Because lots of men don't like to become vulnerable. They don't want to be vulnerable because they see it as a, uh, maybe like a, a chick without its mum protecting it, like very vulnerable, open open to, to onslaught. And it, this it keeps coming up, doesn't it? Yeah, and if you, I mean, I get that because if if, if I say to you, do you want to be vulnerable? You know, the natural reaction to the person on the street, well, no, I don't want to be vulnerable. Why would I want to be vulnerable? I want to be safe and secure. That's, of mm. course, our, our human instinct. So I do get that. But I think this whole word vulnerability needs a bit of a, a revamp. Um, a rebranding. A rebranding in understanding what it really is. Um, yeah. Because for me, there have, I mean, there have been so many... Um, the way we've evolved is such that there are a lot of masks on these days because we need to keep ourselves safe. Fundamentally, you know, we if we show ourselves everything, if we show our heart and people reject us, that's pretty embarrassing. Yeah. And a lot of us walk around with a mask so that we can't get rejected and it's a much safer place to live. Mm. Being vulnerable is stripping that mask, being yourself, sharing yourself authentically, saying your truth, saying who actually you really are without any fear of judgment. And if people reject you, it doesn't matter. So that's I suppose being it's, vulnerable. Yeah, I suppose it's your truth. It's your truth. Yeah, like when I say, oh, my greatest strength is my vulnerability. And I suppose whenever I do say something that's vulnerable, it's, it's just honesty. It's just the truth, I'm saying. So maybe it's that. Maybe it's... Uh, Completely. We can, that wasn't me. That was my chair, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> that was ultra vulnerable. That's ultra vulnerable. That was a little bit too vulnerable for me. <laughs> but it, it, I think it's it, uh, it speaking your truth and being transparent and being authentic. Maybe that's what we're trying to say when we say vulnerability. Completely. That's exactly it. So following on from that, because people have asked us about this vulnerable and how to be vulnerable. You know, have you got uh, uh, any words of advice on how, how to embrace vulnerability <sighs> and, and why to embrace vulnerability? I only, I've only ever done it by accident. Yeah. So I suppose when I, when I first talked openly in public about my mental health on this morning, for example, I did put myself into a vulnerable situation. That's different. You know, I, I put myself out there and I spoke the truth and it set me free in a way. And I know it's a cliche, but after that, the feeling of euphoria I had, and I suppose it's very similar to anybody that's had something kept built up inside of them uh, over a period of time and then saying it out loud or releasing it or coming out. It's very similar to that situation. So I stumbled upon it. So how, how can somebody be more vulnerable? I suppose is 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 over time, my, this is my personal opinion, over time becoming more confident in yourself, knowing who you are, knowing who you are as a person and being okay with who you are. And then I suppose t doing it slowly in, in, in baby steps, talking to somebody else and, and, and talking to your friend. That, and that's like a, a strange and vulnerable and scary situation. You, 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 you worry about what people think too many all the time, essentially. And, and I think it, for me, it's a process um, becoming more vulnerable, becoming more open, becoming more um, honest with yourself only if you know who you are. And that's the start, I think. I think you need to start with knowing what you are, who you are and what you want. And then everything else can slowly follow. There's no like for me, there's no magic. This going to be vulnerable tomorrow at 2 p.m. Yeah, you can't, I don't know what that means. But, you know, you can start from within and then you can gradually grow and become this vulnerable open and honest and, and self-confident person because if you don't love yourself I, I don't know where you can go from that mm. 
What about you? What's the answer from you? Completely. I mean, I'd agree with everything you said. You, you said it beautifully. For me, it's it's a hugely liberating thing. Um, I'd say the opposite to vulnerability is wearing a mask. Um, yeah. It's pretending to be something that you're not. And I think we, we pretend to be something that we're not because we're trying to get validation from other people. Or we're trying to fit in or we want people to like us. And the moment we can let go of that and say, hey, I don't need everyone to like to like me. I'm not going to be rude to them or disrespectful, but I'm just going to be myself. And you know what? If I do that in front of five people, maybe one will think I'm great and two will think I'm okay and two won't like me. But that one is way more powerful than five who didn't who don't mind. You know, which is and when you're not vulnerable, I think you you wear, you wear the mask. Mm. You lose yourself a little bit. You know, people aren't really seeing your heart. They're not. You know, I could sit here and if we had a if I didn't know you and we had an unvulnerable conversation, it'd be pretty basic and, and surface level. And I'd be like, I didn't really know that Matt. You know, he seems yeah. like a nice guy, and, and I get you know he's doing some good things. I didn't really know him. When you're vulnerable, I'm like, I you know we talked about this with Davina. Yeah, we see you. You know, I see that person, and wow, that connection is powerful now. And it's just being honest. We have bad days and good days, and and being truthful is is, is important. And what's interesting, what you touch on there is um, acceptance and and trying to please people, uh, because if you have a small group of friends, your tribe essentially, and you're trying to appease them, and you're not really happy, and you're not really you don't really fit in there, but you're trying your best to fit in. That's from that for me. It's just a, um, a tiny version of the society and the world. We're always constantly looking for acceptance and to, to fit in and to please people constantly without knowing what we want for ourselves. And we get lost. Yeah. You end up in a situation where you, you, you've created a world that is not for you. It's just, I've got a girlfriend I know my mates are going to like. That happens all the time. I've been there. You've been there? Of course. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, I, I did loads. I've done that, yeah. Quite low. I mean, I'm not disrespectful to, to, any, to any of the girlfriends in, in my past, but I think I didn't really know myself as, as, as well. And so, you know, I, if you don't know yourself, you will go into this autopilot mode, I say. You'll, you'll, yeah. do, you'll do the things that you think will impress other people. Subconsciously, you might not even realise you're doing it. Yeah. It's a natural reaction. Um, getting to know yourself, is, is. I don't think many of us really know ourselves. No, and it takes time. Yeah, it really does take time. And like, and like as we say, we're always ever evolving. So, uh, from from my perspective, it's not we're sitting here going, we we've got the answer. This is who we are. We're perfect. It's like it's far from it. Mm. For me, it's the process is the most exciting part. Like finding your tribe, as uh, that comes up all the time. You know, we got asked a wonderful question at one of these talks a, a week ago, um, and and a, and a guy asked us, you know, I'm an actor. I'm an aspiring actor. Um, but that means I need to go out and network and, and go on the lash with all my friends constantly because that's the kind of society in the world they live in there. You know, the entertainment world's a boozy world. Um, but he says, I have bipolar disorder. I can't do that for my own mental health. Also, I can't go on social media, so I'm a, I'm a bit screwed here. And you gave that answer and it was beautiful. Find your tribe. You're sitting in a room now with people all inquisitive and, 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 and going through their own process of mental health. There's about five people in here you could be possibly good friends with. I mean, if your friends, if you feel as if you're really desperately trying to fit into your close group of friends, maybe they're not your best friends. They're associates you can work with and acquaintances, but maybe they're not your people. Finding your people is very important. Mm. So have you got any tips? I mean, how have you found... Mm sort of going about finding your tribe because it's easy to say it isn't it going to find your tribe but it's not necessarily an easy thing and it can take a long time can't it how, for, for how did me, you go about it from my perspective it was just um, trial and error 
Mm-hmm. You can't just go that you're not my tribe. Get out. You know, you, they might be your people. Your people just it just happens. You're my people. You know, we found each other on a plane. It was serendipitous. And then we we talked and we chatted. We connected because we were both open. And that's how it worked. Vulnerable. Th- vulnerable. We were both open and vulnerable and honest. And we connected. And then we're friends. And yep. we're doing We're working together. We're colleagues. And it's brilliant. And it's easy working with you because we're friends. And we've, we've both got the same ideas. Uh, tips to find your tribe. But, uh, but vulnerability. I mean, we it, just it comes, goes back to it. It comes yeah. full, full loop, circle, doesn't yeah. it? If you, you know, if you want to find your tribe, you've got to sh- show up and share yourself. Really, your tribe. You can meet lots of acquaintances if you're not totally. if, if you're not being vulnerable. If you really want to meet your real people, show your heart. And if someone doesn't like it, that's perfectly fine. Totally fine. And then you, do you know what? Someone comes in and goes, "Wow, I haven't met someone like you before." Like, you can't I've please really everybody. Seen you. Yeah. And then then your tribe starts to come. Um, we live in a, in a in a society of people pleasing, don't we? We're, no one wants to actually upset anyone, and by not upsetting people, we lose ourselves a bit. Yeah. Um, and I, and th- this is a key point. I don't think you know authenticity or vulnerability or anything else is being rude to anyone, saying, "Hey, you're not my person, so screw you. I don't want anything to do with you." It's like, "Hey, I respect you. You're, totally. you're a decent person. Yeah. But we're in a different place, and that's cool. Yeah. You know, we're not in, be in best that friends. moment in time as well. You can yeah. be friends later on, and you, you're on different chapters of your lives. It doesn't mean that you don't like each other. Yeah. You can be the nicest, juiciest peach in the bunch, but somebody's out. Somebody out there's not going to like peaches. Yeah, as yeah. they say. <laughs> did, did, did someone definitely say that? I I did. I coined that phrase. That's mine. Can we put that on one of those nice little quote things that we did for Laura Whitmore? Are you sure you want your name attributed to that quote? Some people don't like peaches. <laughs> Stop that, making notes. <laughs> Is that the best we've got today? I Just think so st- far, so good. <laughs> I mean, specifically the peaches, but... Some people don't like peaches. <laughs> but again, it goes back to vulnerability and knowing who you are and being your true self. And this is something that I suppose I found out there a really hard way. That, you know, you know, not not being my true self, always trying to appease somebody else, not feeling great because I wasn't living up to society's expectations, all these things. And, and on top of that, being unkind to myself um, equated for me being in a situation where I, I couldn't deal with the pain anymore. And, and I put myself in that horrible situation. Luckily, the I didn't go down that road. And, and then from then on, all these things and all these life journeys and life lessons that I've been on since, it all comes back to know yourself, be who you are, become what you are and, and be happy with the person you are. And that's not always easy, but I've learned to enjoy the process of working out what works for me. And I think that then goes into mindfulness. We get lots of questions about um, what is mindfulness? How do I become mindful? What do you do to become mindful? And it's just a minefield because it's simply, it's not easy to say, go and do meditation for 10 minutes a day for two weeks and then you'll be fixed. It's not as easy as that, is it? Uh, It's not, no. And actually, I I, I want to come to that, but I just want to ask you one thing on what you said because um, we talked about, you know, that pain that you felt before. Yeah. And sorry, this is just something really, I think this is a really important point to talk about actually, but okay. what, what, that, that pain that you felt, because I think that, that a lot of people can relate to this, because I felt it to some degree as well, mm. not probably to, to the same degree, because I was a bit more shut off, I think, you felt more. But um, do you know what that pain was and why it was there? <sighs> it's such a difficult question to answer. I Can I the, s- s- say some, suggest some things yeah. then around this? Because okay. for me, that I've looked at this a lot, I've really tried to understand because for a long time my life was shiny on the outside 
you know, I had a lot of people look at it and go, great, which similar to, same with you, really. Yeah. You know, everything looks great, but the pain was on the inside. And it's like, well, why? Why is there this pain on the inside? And, and for me, having looked at it all and working as a coach, this, is, this pain is all about your, your soul. You know, and, and, and while our mind is happy, he's got all this shiny stuff that we're taught from a very young age at school. Here you go, you need to get the car and the job and the house, mm. etc. blah, blah, blah. All those boxes are ticked and our mind's going, well, I'm doing everything right here. Everything's good. There's validation. People look at my life. It's great. I'm doing that. Our soul is a very different thing that, that, that lives internally in energy inside us, if you like. And that wants very different things to our mind. So when our mind's got all this stuff, our soul is going, hey, I want you to have real connection with people. I want you to love people. I want you to be kind to people. I want you to have a purpose. All these things that kind of will drive up, will give us our soul either positive or negative energy. And for me, I think a lot of us, while everything's shiny and great, mm. our soul is crying. And that's the depression, anxiety, the emptiness, or the feeling well, of stuck. I, I, I completely agree with you. I, I was just thinking then, what's the best way to describe the actual pain? Because I haven't really talked about this. Um, you know, you read um, tales about sleep paralysis, um, or I, I don't know what that is, essentially. It's like like being awake but not being able to talk, being paralysed, essentially, and, and knowing what's going on and being so frustrated you can't move your arms and your legs. It's th- that anxiety, that feeling I had constantly where I just it felt like I was on the outside a shell like an avatar of a human and inside it was this burning ball of something different that was was there and I and I speak to a lot of people about that and, and I, I suppose a lot of people who are who are different sexuality to what they're born etc and, and all, all they, you know men wanted to be women etc and, and all, it's just not being completely happy and then with myself I, I was so desperately Pain is the best word because I felt paralyzed. I felt like I couldn't do anything. I tried everything. Um, I was constantly trying to live up, keeping up with the Joneses, almost literally, actually. Um, I was always made to feel like I wasn't good enough by society. Like I should have had this house by then or done this under that. And I wasn't allowed to trust my process. But I, I completely did the, the self-medication bit wrong. Like, it doesn't help when you're drinking a bottle of whiskey a day to get you asleep. And I wasn't sleeping at all. And then it comes into it helps the self-care. in that moment. In that moment, it numbed whatever I was feeling. But I remember, I remember that, and it's horrible just even thinking about it. I sat on the, the back of a sofa in this apartment that I rented in Cardiff, all very much alone because I shut everybody off because I thought I needed some time to myself, drinking too much. You're playing Jeff Buckley's Hallelujah on Bloody Loop and, and you know, all the sad songs I could think of and not being able to cry because I was sad and, and, I, and I, just, I just saw no way out of this sadness and, and I suppose the pain comes from that frustration so that I do liken it to sleep, sleep paralysis or just being... I think my greatest fear is like being buried alive. I felt like I was buried alive when I was alive and that's... And that was the frustration. And every time I drank and I you pass out or whatever and I couldn't sleep and, and the only way I did feel out of it was to, to to end it. That that's and I thought, God, that's gonna be all gone because I I, I had I, I was aware that it's in my family and and my own interpretation of depression, mental illness then was it's in you, you can't get rid of it. That's it. This is you for your life, you've got to live with it. And I was like, Fuck living with this. I can't do it. And I and I without even 
looking back and even in hindsight you look back and you go well there's lots of things you could have done to help the situation but at that time I just let the layer upon layer of mask and, and, and alcohol and cigarettes and bad food and no sleep and everything just slip on top of me mm. and it felt like I was buried alive all it those felt things like that that feeling. all gave you little fixes that took you away in that moment yeah. and made you actually suddenly you had little escapes of, of happiness moments mm. away from the pain but as soon as that ran out you go back to that the, the, the natural space which is you know a, mm. a, a very sad soul inside. yeah yeah exactly and, and when you go too far into it it you see there's no way back and that's what i felt i felt that like there was no way back it was harder to like 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 when some people go oh, i'd rather just have hair of the dog get back on it with the alcohol the next yeah. day than actually deal with a hangover or what you do then is building up a bigger hangover for later on yeah. and i did that for you know four months desperately hard and then didn't have a great four years yeah. Um and and like even just looking back on that is it's it's so strange that it's nearly 10 years ago. Mm. You know, and all the and even being able to talk about it is is like a powerful thing for me because to reflect on it and to be able to talk about it shows that I've grown from it, I suppose. And I've learned from it. And you don't hold shame, right? If you hold shame, of all, no, you don't. Because if if you did, you wouldn't be able to talk about it. No, this is why we're here. This is yeah. I I do not want any other human being to feel like I did mm. that day, and and it, that it, the twenty second of December two thousand and nine was the day before, and like that feeling of just I give up, that was horrible. That was the worst. I give up. Like I went away to Spain to see if I could make something work. And I failed, failed desperately. And I was like, that's it. I, was, I give up. That's, I can't do anything more. I never want anybody to feel like that. But Ever. The, 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 I guess the place that we find ourselves in now is that, you know, without that moment, we've said this before, without that moment, you mm. wouldn't have been on the journey you have been in the last 10 years. Yeah. Um, we missed the journey thing there, but we... Klaxon! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We were too deep engrossed. <laughs> I and, know. Um, but the, the, yeah, the, ter- the journey you've been on for the last 10 years wouldn't have happened without that depth. And, yeah. you know, that's the opportunity because I think, you know, for a lot of people, if, if we're being honest, they don't get to that depth that you got to. It didn't, yeah. get, it didn't get as dark as it did for you. And as a result, they just stayed there because they were able to, they were just about able to keep going with it. And they live in this horrible space of a pain, but not desperate pain. So they just stay. Yes. And, you, you know, the 10 years that you've had since have been an upward trajectory and you now find yourself in a really great place. Yeah. Um, it's it's a, like it's taken time, yeah. In, in that journey, in that journey of ten years, I failed so many times, and only in the last three years have I realised that failure is good. Yeah. It's it's what everybody does. Nobody built a rocket ship without failing. You know, you have to take two steps forwards to go. Sometimes one step, but oh, well, two steps. You have to take two steps backwards to sometimes go one step forward, and that's just life and I, I've only ever I've only just learned that yeah and I think a lot of people when they get in touch with us is you know when they, they, it's, it's, it's this feeling of hopelessness like oh I can't I can't do it well, well you can do it it's alright for you you can do it yeah and that's that's something that I, I really resonate because you know I was that guy three years ago even you know yeah. not uh not even 10 years ago. So let's, let's talk about that change then. Let's yeah. talk about, it's very easy for us to dwell on, on the past. What, let, let's talk about the moments of the things that we've done along the way to, to, to find ourselves in a better place where we can sit here and have these constructive conversations to hopefully help people. Yeah, yeah, gosh. Well, for me, 
Uh, I've made so many mistakes. I've had so I, all my life lessons have come from negative things. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you, you, uh, I've had loads of wonderful experiences when I've gone away and I've travelled. Travel's always been a lo- lovely learning. It ignites the soul in me, etc., and all that type of stuff. Especially when you purposely go away to to kind of to search for more answers, to learn more. I've been to uh, not India to to Thailand and I've chanted with monks and all done all that type of stuff. I don't think it actually worked, but the process of it helped me because it, it, it my mind was open to, to, to self care and to help. And that was a big thing for me. Pivotal moments, obviously 10 years ago, that's like the biggest thing. It feels like that's when I was born. That's like my birthday. Mm. You know, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a special moment for me. Um, but I think the, the, in hindsight, all the things that went wrong, like even if it's a breakup or, you know, terrible financial situation, when you knuckle down and deal with it, and I've gone through that, I've learned so much about myself in those moments. So essentially, the, the, the bleakest times have actually taught me the most. If you're willing to listen. If you're willing to listen, 100%. Mm. What about you? Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Um, mine was lucky, really, but the big change for me happened when I started working with a coach. Um, and I remember I had that perception of, God, I mean, there's something really wrong with me. You know, if I tell my mates I'm working with a coach, they're going to think, you know, Ben's on a... Ben's got a problem here. Yeah. Um, uh, but whatever, like, uh, you know, I was fortunate enough with with the whole difficulty I had around sexual satisfaction that I was like, screw what other people think, I need to try and do something of this. So that took me to a coach and I didn't know that a coach was going to work on my mindset. 
I thought a coach was going to help me sort out the difficulty I had around sex. Yeah. So that kind of was was my bit of luck, really. And the reality was she just completely rewired my brain, and that that was the start of seven years. That was seven years ago for me now, six or seven years ago, and that was the start of, of a whole new way of thinking. Um, and then since then, now for me, this whole stuff, this is a game. You know, psychology, learning that every little day I get things come up, and I'm like wow like seeing things a different way or understanding a different perspective or embracing a different way of being or da 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 all bring different results and and so many things I've learned along the way these little things little changes have given me new little positives new little yeah. positives and just understanding for example vulnerability understanding why it's a positive not something to repel understanding why um, sharing your heart and talking openly why it's great you know yeah. that's changed my life you know I've got finally got some real connections with with amazing people rather than my 20s just constantly just having a laugh but not really connecting I, I, I want to know what old Ben was like talk us through his his thought process what were you like um I mean on the surface I, I could have the same conversation now as I could with someone 10 years ago yeah you know on the surface it was fairly similar but I think it's what's going on underneath that was was very different in that I didn't really feel you talked about it I didn't really feel alive you know, I, I felt I was just going through the motions and I was doing what society expected of me. I was doing the things that I thought made me happy in the, in those moments. You know, that's what I thought life was about. Mm -hmm. But my soul inside was going, is this it? Like, is this what life is, all, all it's got for you? Yeah. Um, and that was quite an empty feeling. I, I definitely felt quite empty. Um, as a result, I, I constantly needing validation from other people because I didn't have any self-love. Right. I didn't love myself. I didn't love who I was. I needed everyone else to love me. And then doing that, I was not in, I wasn't authentic because I would try and impress you rather than show you my heart. So the opposite of vulnerability, almost that massive mask. This is me, everyone. Look how cool I am. Oh yeah, Ben, you're you're cool. Okay, great. I feel okay now. No authenticity there. So everyone thought I was fine. I don't think many people thought I wasn't. Um, everyone thought I was okay. Um, so yeah, just I mean, you know, if I'd, sort of I'd say I was inauthentic, um, unemotional, disconnected. Um, so as a result of that, how did that? Did you have bad times? It was always just always under wraps. I, I I was so shut off emotionally that I didn't feel really. Um, so I didn't get emotionally really into a really bad place. It was always fine because I had just shut off emotions. I didn't, but at the same time, I didn't really have any highs. Everything yeah. was just sort of numb. You're really. like a zombie. Just just yeah, I didn't feel alive when you're like that. I, I'm like I was living. I was living. Things were happening and every day was going by, but it didn't feel alive. And do you know a massive difference actually I noticed now is that I was so much more tired those days, all the time. You know, and I remember doing a personal development course and that they talked about how you're not tired because you haven't had enough sleep. You, your soul is just tired because there's, there's nothing going on. Yeah. Nothing, it's that that's tired. You can't outsleep a tired soul. And for me now, I have so much, so much, so much less sleep and have so much more energy. Because naturally, I just feel things running through my veins. There's there's an aliveness to me now because I'm connected and I feel emotional and I feel that's that's connection. I think is the biggest thing. Like seeing people and having amazing conversations that makes me feel alive. And you represent you know representing who I am. You know, yeah. Here's me and someone connecting with that. It's like wow, this is beautiful. Yeah. So it's I'm just way more alive. You know, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a very different person in that respect. Physically, I look the same. Um, you wouldn't necessarily be able to tell if you had a surface two-minute conversation with me. There's not much difference between 25-year-old okay. and 35. Yeah, it's, it's the depth. There's Do you a think it, it could have gone a lot worse if you carried on? Do you think where would you think you'd be now if you didn't make that change? I would. I would be 
if I'm honest, this is a tough thing to say, but I think I'd be where a lot of people are in, in, in empty, just, just going through the motions. And I think some people will resonate with that. I, I, was, I was living, but I wasn't alive. And, and I was, when I talked to you earlier about the opportunity in, in you reaching the bottom level, hmm. because that instilled change, I never reached that bottom level. I would have just bumbled along if it wasn't for, for the sex aspect. And the sex aspect was my body, my soul, shouting at me, saying, Ben, this is not working out. I'm not feeling great here. Make a change. And, is, and do you think the the sex element to your was a your a manifestation of your inner turmoil as yeah. such? So that, that it, so it, it manifests in a physical ailment, definitely as such. Yeah, a lot of people have that, don't they? Completely, and I think it it could have been depression or anxiety or emptiness or whatever else. It could have been, but for me, I think because I wasn't feeling, it didn't come to that. And instead, I think my body had to find a way to shout at me. I'm going to make you somehow realise that this is not working for you, and that's yeah. what it did. And, and if you if you like, I talked about how I didn't feel and I was unemotional. You know, I struggled with sexual satisfaction. Now it's the same thing. I wasn't feeling. I wasn't connected. Mm. It was it was I wasn't alive sexually. If you like, there wasn't that energy, the same level. Mm. So it's really tied in. And and. That's deeply subconscious. You know, my body is very used to that way. So it's it's very hard to unwrap. You can't make a decision tomorrow and go, oh, okay, I'm going to feel. And I'm oh, going to be... That's the big thing. Yeah. It's that cognitive dissonance, isn't it? Your yeah. brain just pushes against any new information because it wants to keep you safe. Yeah. And I, we get this a lot, all the time. People, well, I, I don't want... It's too hard. I, I, you know, I just want a magic wand, you know, over me. So I, I, I want to go to Pilates twice and I want to feel fixed or I want to meditate three times and I want to feel fixed. And we, answer, we try and answer this question all the time about what is your thing? What what can you do? What tools? Or what tools mm, do you need? Fix me. Yeah, fix me right now, Ben. You know, yeah. it's, it, and it's so difficult. Is you know, I may have done it the long way around to find my things, and I'm always constantly trying to find my things. And Eureka, that was my thing. Trying to find tools and trying to find my forms of mindfulness. So, got the cinema I love more than anything in the entire world. When those lights go off and this film starts, that feeling of euphoria and ha- calm is like church, like therapy for me. It's incredible. I also, the, the, the act of self-care, and I always talk about this, self-care is very important. Um, the, the act of it's important, not what you do, like for, for me anyway. So if I go and book uh, reflexology, which I love, 25 minutes, I don't even know if it's doing anything for my body <laughs> or my soul or my liver, my heart or all this stuff, right? But I'm just giving myself 25 minutes to myself. And I think that's it. And then I'm going to try different things as my tools. And people always want like a quick fix or people, I think people, you know, they must ask you all the time. They ask me, you know, what shall I do? Yeah. What shall I do? You know, what, what's, what can I buy to help this? You know, yeah. and it's not as easy as that, is it? No, and we get, actually a big question that we get is from, from wives or girlfriends saying, how can I get my boyfriend or husband to open up more? Yeah. And it's like, there, there isn't a given this and that will change them. It's, it's a, it's a you've got to go very deep into yourself mm. and it takes this is a massive amount of unwiring to do our, our brain like you said does not want to change our mind doesn't want to change it's stayed safe so far so keep doing what you're doing mm. you know change is a very hard thing to do so um i don't i mean look my breakthrough came in working with a coach that was she, she she rewired my my brain really yeah um and then from there i got these little inklings of 
seeing these developments and I was like, oh, that's interesting. Wow, now I can react like this. That's really great. And I feel a bit more better about this situation now and da, 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 those little things. And it just led me more and more and more. And now reading podcasts, books, everything that every time I'm reading and learning, I'm like, this is incredible. Yeah. Knowing more, as I say, it's a game for me of growth. Learning the psychology of why our mind works, how it is, is, is amazing. Yeah, um, you're absolutely right. It's it's the the awakening. It's it's the the movement. It's it's going into a direction that you the unknown, getting rid of fear and trying something new. It's not necessarily uh, you you can buy a certain pro- protein powder to help with your gym routines and stuff like that to suit your body. It's it's just you have to go and find different things. Like I, I've got a mate who he's a wonderful pianist and musician and he loves to read and he gives himself time all the time he just goes and he plays piano for an hour and that's his mindfulness mm. and I think he's probably done that from a very young age and he's really clued on and he's he clued up and he's into it and I think he just does that normally whereas I and I think millions of other people just end up in one point going I feel terrible what's wrong and, and it, it could have been a million things I could have done along the way to help myself like I found out the hard way that I think I need to do some exercise I need to be kind to my body with water and less alcohol and communication needs to be there I need to I need to not set myself away from the world as much I need to be a part of something and I need to do the act of self-care every now and then because I'm being kind to myself I just need that that's my thing you've got to know yourself you've got to know yourself this is I think a lot of people don't know themselves they don't really know what matters to them they just know what, what's right in front of them and they'll do that mm. and the first port of call for me is, is actually learning what's in your heart what's in your soul what does that want how can I connect with that so that when I'm behaving I'm doing it with a real purpose because I know I'm feeling it on the inside and and this is this is a big challenge as well is that mental health or how you feel on the inside is not measurable you know so I've got to stop worrying about impressing you or anyone else because no one can judge my mental health. No one can see it and go, he's got a big car. That means his mental health's great. You yeah. know, it's not, it's, so you've got to start doing it for yourself. And, and if, you, if your life is driven by validation for other people, you're never going to get to the place where you're trying to impress yourself. Of course. And, and that's a big chance. So start, start trying to live in a world that looks great to everyone else and start living in a world that you know works for you. On the inside, what do you really want? And then start living true to that. There's, there's a quote actually that I really love that's kind of my philosophy now. And it's, um, do what you want most, not what you want now. And I think so many of us live in, in a place where we do what we want now mm. rather than what we want most. And we're constantly doing that now, now, now. And we miss out on the deeper purpose, the real things that matter. But it's truly looking within and knowing because there's there's ramifications just to do whatever you want at all times. Mm. You know, it's dangerous at times. You, you know, we, we, And we're not saying, don't, buy yourself something nice if you if you that's what you really want to do if you know i think um i always bring up watches right and it's for a reason um i think i I see a lot of people with fancy rolexes and all these things now and they're just doing it because they want to look great on instagram and that for them uh kind of gives them validation or or is a sign of wealth or whatever it is you know and and all all the stuff that comes with it like I like watches I think they're heirlooms and they're wonderful investments and they're cool to give on to kids and things like that Um, so like for me my I'd love a really nice watch to give to my kid and that's my validation that's like when I do that one day that's going to be for me and that's what I want to do and I'm going to pass that on for generations and hopefully my kids will respect and all that type of stuff Mm. and I think that's a great reason to go and buy something nice. Yeah. I, I think personally, not just to go, 
Why are you buying that gold ro- ro- Rolex, Malcolm? Ah, uh, because everybody else is. It's a sign of success, I, yeah. I suppose. But why are you paying like three hundred pound a month for it, Malcolm? Because you can't afford that. If you just you know, work on yourself first, yeah, and then move forward. I think we live yeah. in that world constantly where balance is key. And 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 again, it goes. It goes. That goes back to vulnerability and knowing what you want and who you are. Mm. But you're, you're so right, and I'd say don't. It's never about not buying things because it, yeah. it's never going to work. It's about looking after yourself first and foremost, and then topping up by doing lovely things. Maybe buying something you really do love. You love a trip to do to, here to do that or whatever, or love a new pair of shoes every now and then. Yeah. But if you're empty inside and you're living to buy the new shoes to make you happy, it's only going to be very temporary, mm. and then you're going to revert back to how you really feel on the inside. So buying all these shiny things is not a long-term solution. Yeah. But by all means, every now and then, if it, if it tops you up, then And great. it's the responsibility of like, you know, we're not saying, if you're not happy with your job, quit, because you know, we don't want you to be homeless for a start. It, there is a process, and there's, this self-discovery takes a long time. And we know that um, people have built these lives, and you have the car and the house and, and the wife and the kids, and, and, and whatever you have, you might have built it on what you think you should have or what you, you society told you you should have. And we're not saying ditch it. We're not saying get out of that situation because that's dangerous as well. It's it's an important thing for us to tell people. It's in like that is a if you if you're not happy, if that's not necessarily you, but that's what the world you've created and all that type of stuff, you can look within, you can find these things for yourself to kind of maintain that, to keep that going. Because I, I think a lot of a lot of people um and I'm no therapist, right? So I'm just saying this is just my opinion. Um, I see a lot of people in really bad relationships, and all they could do with is a break. You know, they don't, instead of going, I don't, I'm not happy with who I am and this situation, this life I've had. You know, take responsibility. You've helped create that reality. Maybe a little bit of a break, not like the Ross and Rachel worthy on a break, go and sleep with everybody in <laughs> Ibiza or something. Just like a little bit, recalibrate for yourself, allowing somebody to have that time. And allowing yourself to have that time could be the greatest gift you could give to a relationship. Mm. Instead of just ditching it mm. and running off. I think running away from your problems isn't a good idea either. No. I wouldn't, even if you're in a relationship or not, this, this element of working on yourself you know, is, is something that's got to change. Um, it's amazingly powerful and amazingly good for you to learn how, how your mind works yeah. and how to get it operating so that you're a better version of yourself. Like, that's a brilliant thing to do, whoever you are. It doesn't mean you've got a problem. It doesn't mean you're in a depressed state or anything else. It just means you're looking to maximize yourself. I love the quote, um, whenever I'm talking about all of this stuff, uh, that says we're very eager to upgrade our mobile phone systems, <laughs> but, but, but we never upgrade our own operating system. Yeah. You know? It's like we, we are, we're all stuck in 1.0, but we've got our phones to 11.9 or whatever it is. You know, and yet our operating system internally that that can that needs work. You know, we need to, to 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 help that along the way. Our mind is a massively complicated and precious commodity. Let's get it on side, and let's not have this perception of working on your mind means you're weird, or you've got a mental health problem, or you're depressed. It means you're trying to become a best version of yourself. Yeah, and it reminds me of this question we had a couple of days ago. Actually, it's mm. like, um, how do I convince myself to do what's really good for me? such a big question yeah because i think so many of us we, we know what we want and then we go and do the opposite don't mm. we you know i think everyone at, at times i know this is a really good thing for me i know i really should do this but yet we don't find ourselves doing it and why not and i think that 
this is the pressure of modern society in, in trying to fit in and doing everything now that is immediate, that makes us happy now. Mm. You know, so coming up, well, well, if I do that, am I actually going to enjoy doing that? I'm meant to do what I meant, what, what, what makes me feel alive, you know, YOLO and all this stuff. Doing that doesn't really make me make me feel alive. But actually, you know, doing some of those things can make you feel incredible about yourself in a week, a month, a year, year's time. And sacrificing those those moments for the for your better self yeah. is, is really powerful. Working on yourself, you know, it's keep, it doesn't have to be a fix immediately now to feel great in this moment. You yes, know? it's it's make sometimes you've got to make short term sacrifices for better long term gains. It's not all, we, we're driven by instant gratification, aren't we? Everyone wants instant fixes now. Mm. You know, let let. Well, that's the th- my mantra is keep moving forward. Yeah, and and. And you can interpret that uh, however you want. But for me, it's the smallest move. It could be a massive move. It could be, hey, Ben, do you fancy doing a podcast <laughs> together? Or, you know, it's, and, or it's just getting out of bed and making your bed. Yeah. Or if it's just even listening to us right now, it's a move forward. So you're exploring maybe what it is inside your head, etc. Just having a conversation about it. anything as long as it's a, forward, it's a forward direction, works for me. And it's the little tiny moments and it's the little things that you do, they all add up mm. to grander, bigger moments, to, to self-improvement. Each time you do something out of your comfort zone, you're growing as well. So, yeah. you know, each time you're, our mind doesn't want us to go out of the comfort zone. So it's, it's saying to us, hey, Matt, Ben, don't do that. Yeah. You've never done that before. You might screw it up. Each time we say, hey, mind, you're all right, chill out. Um, I'm going to do this anyway. We grow, we do it, and we're like, whoa, I've just done that. That was amazing. Like, I didn't think I had that in me. And then you feel more powerful for it. It's another it's a massive step forward. Um, and we lose fear for the next thing that we can do. Well, I managed to do that one. I can do the next. Challenging yourself. Mm. There's this phrase, mind over matter. Yes. Yeah, for me, it's matter over mind. Our mind is going to tell us not to do things. You know, mind, stay safe, stay where you are. Uh, and then as a result, we don't do the matter. You know, we don't get it. We don't get to the matter point because our mind is saying no. We have to do the matter. Just do it, despite your mind saying, "Matt, don't do this. You know, you might screw up. You might fail. You're you're not good enough to do that." Go and do the matter, and if you fail, no problems. You're still alive. You know, yeah, but it's if a lesson. if you succeed, you've just grown a whole load, and you've yes. seen that you can do it. Onwards to the next one. You know, and all these are like amazingly powerful lessons that. I had no idea about 10 years ago. No. You know, I was all... Stick- well, I didn't know that until two minutes ago. <laughs> no, but that, that's, that's the fact. And it's, we're, it's ever-evolving. And this is the biggest thing. Like, we're on this, we're on this path together now. And, and with everybody that listens and, and interacts with us on Instagram and all the social medias, um, we are constantly learning. I'm learning from people's interaction. They're giving me stuff to think about. You're always giving me something to think about. And then because I've, I'm having these open conversations, I was in an Uber earlier and he was like, well, you must read this book. And I probably will read the book and I'll learn a lot from that. It's, it's it, ever evolving. It, that's what I love about it. It's, it's like a wonderful community of openness and knowledge. It's, yeah. it's, and it's constant. I mean, I'm so enjoying the process of it. That's the yeah. paradise for me. Having an open When you've got an open mind like that, who <sighs> knows what can happen tomorrow? So it's it's mind blowing how much it's changed my life. Yeah, that thought process. Yeah. So I got one more question for you. Okay. Is okay. Yeah. Putting you on the spot here. No, we love it's it. It's a really interesting one. We get it a lot. We got this two weeks ago. What advice can we give wives or girlfriends to help their boyfriends or husbands to open up more? It's. I wish. I hope that we can condense this answer into a really quick, effective one. But the 
the, the truth is, and it's a, it's a not a positive story initially, but is that we can't change anyone. You can't change anyone who doesn't want to be changed. So there isn't a quick another quick fix where we say to hey, a husband, hey, read this, and, the, and then instantly they're changed, or hey, check out this video to your boyfriend, and, mm. and they're changed. The truth is, no one will change unless they want to. Um, so really, I think it's a, it's a case of trying to little, plant little seeds, try and have, take them into places that... Um, they haven't been before that in a in a positive way so having a deep conversation with them and then i don't know thanking them or, or making it a really lovely space between you that that they see as a positive and they see the benefit of how much it lightened you up and how much you loved it and how much you cherished it so therefore they might want to do it again but just giving them little glimpses of the power of connection and the power of opening up and the the the, the um I don't know, just the, the 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 brilliance that open conversations can get you. Um, but it's hard. It really is yeah. hard. Like You can't force anyone into change. Dropping little seeds where you can. Have you got, what, have you got any I answers? I don't know. I don't know how to answer this because I... God, I've been in that situation where a partner of mine has had all of my mental health issues landed on her lap. Mm. Um, and it's very difficult. And, and she effectively was a carer. You know, I think. A Did lot you of want to change think, at that point, though? Pardon? Did you want to change? I didn't even know what I wanted. I, I was just—I wanted to change for her. I—I—I I, I lied a lot. I, I was going to the doctors for a skin complaint, I'd say, and I was going for my mental health, and and I was trying to to kind of push it away and pretending that I was fine, mm. which is the worst. Could make them feel better about the situation. And that happens a lot. Wear a mask. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, that, how did she get through to you? I don't know. I don't think she ever did, really. I think it was it was a case of talking and opening up, but I never really did. I, I was always going to blame something else. Like always, when I get a full time job, or you know, all all if we go on holiday and we'll do this, and if we move in together, this will be happy. This will be a happier moment. Um, as far as I think, because this is such a big, huge problem. You know, we get this question all the time. What can I do? How can I get to my you know my partner? and it's almost impossible but I think allowing people to have a conversation about it in in the most subtle way because you know your partner more than anybody give them space give them space I think that is such a dangerous game but also so important I think allowing giving somebody the gift of freedom to work to work it out saying, look, I'm going to step back. If you want to go away for the weekend or if you want to, I'm going to move in with somebody for like a few days. Do you want to be on your own? Do you, you know, I think that's really important sometimes to let go and to let people find their own feet and not to take it personally because it's not, they don't want to not be with you in that moment. Mm. Like I, I, I personally, in, in my, in my process, just needed some time to work out my own brain. And that's, taken 10 years I think but I think from from my perspective I just needed some space it just it wasn't anything anybody could have said or done I needed to find it on my own mm. and that was my my process I don't I can't speak on everybody else's behalf but I think space and um giving them the gift of um trust is really important I'm going to go back to vulnerability again as well because yeah. if, if you can be vulnerable with your partner you'll invite them to be vulnerable back to you yeah. And there is a skill in vulnerability. You know, that it's not playing the victim. It's not poor me and looking for sympathy. It's being open and honest, being confident enough to say to your partner, hey, I'm not perfect, but I'm okay with that. 
you know, are you perfect? And giving them space to say, well, actually, now you raise it, and, and now I hear you talk about that. Yeah, actually, I'm I'm not either, um, mm. and this has troubled me. Do you know, if I walk into a room and I'm like, hey, I'm perfect, you know, tell me about your problems, probably not going to get much of a response. No. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So can Mate, that vulnerable nature, can you can that give them space? It's such an important thing. The The quest for perfection is what evil is it's yeah it's what i had that pers- if it, if i wasn't going to do it perfectly or the best i could possibly do it i wouldn't even bother i wouldn't go into it so therefore i just did nothing for ages yeah and I wanna- then you achieve what you set out to not not deliberately not want which is nothing you didn't you don't go any closer anyway i did it last year ben i, I went to la i wanted to do this documentary i wanted to do basically what we're doing now with big huge Hollywood names and, and shoot it wonderfully up in the hills and have these wonderful people talking about mental health spreading the word and all these things huge production I went out there trying to get everything done with the unions and production companies I nearly did it and, and it all kind of fell through last minute because I was just a one man band you need a big weight of finances and a production company behind you and I came back with the tail between my tail between my legs because I was like this is the only way that I can do this because I wanted to spread the word and I wanted to create a conversation a platform for this conversation to normalise mental health because I wanted it it always spiralled in my mind the simplicity of it went and it went oosh this is what it's going to be and I need to do that end product now and if I can't do that end product now what's the point what's the absolute point then I came back and you interviewed me for your podcast you were we were in a room in Soho you were with your laptop and a microphone and you did exactly what I was trying to do I was overcomplicating it because I wanted it to be perfect mm. and that was a huge lesson that's just less than a year ago for me mm. it, 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 perfection does not exist no. keep it simple perfection Take the weight stops off. you going doesn't it, it stops really you does. started it really does and I learned from that that I needed to fail yeah. I needed that fail for me to realise that perfection doesn't exist. What we are doing now is in a way p- perfect. You know, mm. we, I mumble, I ramble, mm. all the things. Ben then tries to kind of explain what I'm trying to say most of the time. That's your job. <laughs> what Matt's trying to say is, and then Imogen here just has to edit all my bumbling and mumbling out. But it's that what I love about this is raw. This yeah. is organic. These are just thoughts and examples. And that's what happened. Perfection doesn't exist everyone don't worry about it perfectly imperfect chill out about it yeah you, you know don't stop it from getting you moving in the first if it has to be perfect you never do anything you just sit there there's that amazing jk rowling quote isn't it where she said you might never fail on the scale i did but some failure in life is inevitable it is impossible to live without failing at something unless you live so cautiously that you might as well have not lived at all in which case you fail by default should we finish up. on that? I think it's a pretty good note, isn't it? It's a good note. We've got to try. Try and fail. If you don't try, then you, you're giving yourself no chance in the first place. Yeah. JK's got it now. She's spot she? on there. Yeah. Ooh. Next time, should we just read out her stuff rather Let's than just read on? quotes? <laughs> <laughs> rather than me and you check nonsense for I think, long. I think what we can, to summarize today, authenticity, vulnerability. Being vulnerable and honest and truthful to yourself yeah perfection does not exist no get to know yourself get to know know yourself yeah and all of the things any more I don't know people will tell us if we've gone wrong here Emma you've got some notes are there any little gems that we've she's just doing Sudoku (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it's important to take two sets back to take one step forward (gasps) was that me that was Matt Johnson quote and 
do what you want most, not what you want now. That's my phrase. That's, that's a really good one. That's my life motto. Thanks, Emma. I'm glad you remember that one. It's all right. Should we, should we finish with our life mottos? Go on, then. I like this one. Okay. I, I think we should finish with something like this every week, if it's just us. What, a little... A little... Um, a little... Nugget. Final... Yeah, what, final one thought. Each? One each. Yeah, I'm going to keep it short. Okay, well, shall I go? Because I know mine. You, okay. I've already said it twice. Okay. Do what you want most, not what you want now. And keep moving forward. There we go. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for listening. Rate, comment, subscribe, do the things. Follow us on Instagram, at The Naked Professors. And on Twitter, Ben, what is it? I can never remember. TMP Podcast. Thank you so much, Ben. Keep moving forward and... Do what you want most, not what you want now. We'll speak to you next week. The number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, Autobotulinum Toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com.